welcome to the second episode of the HCC Nursing Talks Health Equity Podcast. I'm Dr. Kelly Eller, and today I'll be speaking with Valerie West from the HCC Nurse Family Partnership Program. Hi, Valerie. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do at Halifax Community College? Hi, Kelly. Um, I am, again, Valerie West. Um, I'm a resident of Halifax slash Warren County. I live right on the the border. Um, I have a background in community health, um, in community health care support services ranging from mental health to long-term care, um, and then my passion, um, community outreach. Um, I have um, also I was a cosmetologist for about 10 years. Um, Here um, at Halifax Community College, I'm the Administrative Assistant for Nurse Family Partnership. As part of NFP, how do you connect with diverse groups or traditionally underserved communities? Um, Being that I've worked in community support services um, for a number of years, um, I'm able to, um, I guess I'm comfortable with working with any group of people um, from any background, um, being that I've done some grant programs where I work within um, five counties, um, I've had access to working with a number of people from a number of backgrounds, ethnic groups, um, financial statuses. So um, you know it, and coming from coming from a rural community. Um, I've been able to identify with those people specifically. What challenges do you face when educating the public about NFP? Um, The biggest challenge I see is um, when you have to work with communities or groups of people that are um, very tight-knit, as within my Native American community, um, we're just, and, and even in my family group, you know, we're, we're taught to keep things kind of in-house and um, not really let a whole lot of people in. And it goes back to, um, I guess, generations of injustices and, you know, not trusting people. Um, so it, it gets difficult um, when you try to reach out to different groups of people who have those kinds of thoughts, they don't, you know, they're used to being around people they identify with and it's difficult for them to open up to you if they don't identify with you or, um, if you can't find a common ground with them where they'll let you in and begin to build a trust relationship with you. Thinking back, is there a pivotal moment in your life that led you to work in healthcare or particularly work with nonprofit organizations? Um, absolutely. Um, when I was 25, um, I had my uh, career in cosmetology um, because that, that income wasn't completely steady. I had a part-time job. I was going to school as well. I was raising two children on my own. Um, I just 
one day <laughs> I was at um, one of my part-time job and um, I had an episode where I had severe pain in my back. Um, within two weeks of that, I was out of work having back surgery at the age of 25. Um, within about nine months after that surgery, I ended up having another back surgery. So I was out of work, <clears throat> could no longer um, sustain, you know, my, my normal way of living as far as being able to provide for me and my children. Um, so I had to seek other resources. Um, those other resources included um, going to um, social service for public assistance. Um, and that was very difficult because me having back surgery, you know, people could look at me and see that I was physically up and moving around, but they didn't understand my pain. And so um, I had a really hard time at social service. Um, they didn't want to assist me. They said that I could work, but I would have times where my children would literally have to help me get dressed. They were five and three years old. They would have to help me get dressed. Um, so I, I continued on and was finally able to get some assistance, but they made it very, very difficult. Um, as in, they didn't believe that my condition was as severe as, you know, as it was. Um, I tried to get, uh, apply for disability. I didn't want to because that would, that's not the life I wanted to live. That's not what I wanted to, um, the life I wanted to provide for my children. Um, so I decided that, you know, once my, my health got to, uh, a place where I could, go back and do some things daily um that i would you know go back to school because being a cosmetologist at this point was out you know wasn't wasn't even a question i wouldn't be able to stay in for long periods of time so um disability that didn't work they said that i could do other jobs well the training i had was cosmetology that was my first love so um, I could no longer do that. So again, um, <clears throat> social service, I had um, the pleasure of encountering this one, one social worker that made the difference for me. I explained to her my situation and she told me, she said, I've been on the other side of the desk. She said, I understand. And she was willing to help me. And she helped me connect with the right people who looked at my situation and my circumstance and understood that I, it wasn't that I didn't want to work. I wanted to work, but I had to get re-educated in order to do something different. So that made me want to be in a, uh, a career field where I could help people and link them to resources and things that they may not know about that could possibly help them. Um, I actually graduated from HCC in 2006 with my associate's degree in office systems technology. Um, from there, I had an internship in mental health. Um, that gave me a perspective that I had not seen before. So it gave me knowledge of mental health and some services that are in mental health that could help people. Um, from that, I went to work for my tribal community, um, 
coordinating uh, several grant programs that work with pregnant moms. Um, I didn't just do what the grant required me to do. I went above and I wanted to make sure that the resources I didn't have, the things that I didn't know, that I could share that those things with other people. Um, so I help people fill out Medicaid applications, job applications. Um, I did talk people how to use basic computer. Um, just anything that I could think of that I didn't have, the services that I needed that I didn't have access to. I tried to make sure that I shared that information with other people. Um, and to let them know that I un I also understood where they were because I was on the other side of the desk at one point in time. So um, from there, um, <clears throat> I've been fortunate to work in long-term health care. I got to see another aspect aspect of health care um, and some of the inequities um, in that realm of health care. Um, where I could can again pass on some knowledge and information to other people um, and then I've worked in the actual hospital setting um, where I've been able to see um, uh, healthcare firsthand um, and you know I can share information with people there I was also a familiar face because I worked in my you know near my community so i was a familiar face so those people that i knew from home when they came into the hospital they was glad to see a familiar face um it made them feel more comfortable so um and i am fortunate and blessed to have been afforded this opportunity at halifax community college with nurse family partnership um and back into um the realm of what i love and that's doing community support um, I'm the administrative assistant, but I do have the opportunity to go out and do outreach, um, meet with some of the clients, see the nurses working with the clients. It's so rewarding. Um, I just feel that, you know, there's so many services and things for people to get assistance and support that they need. The, uh, I guess the, the gap is people having access to them. And um, when we, as professionals, have access to things and know of services, we have to help bridge the gap. Um, true, everyone, you know, has, has an opportunity, but what does that opportunity look like for each person? You have to meet people where they are. Um, there's a, a, a saying, and I can't think of the author's name, but he talks about... Um, you can give a, a person, you can give people shoes, but in order for them to get what they need out of that pair of shoes, the shoes have to fit them. So, um, I really feel like we should, you know, um, meet people where they are. Um, if we don't know where they are or don't understand them, try to get to know them get to know them learn about their culture their community find out what it is that they truly need rather than just giving them what we have so um that's about it okay
Well, you mentioned bridging gaps, and you've had a lot of interactions with various areas of the healthcare system. Um, do you have any additional thoughts on health equity? Um, <clears throat> I guess um, just I, just you know just because there is equal equal benefits available doesn't mean that they're equitable. It all depends on whether or not the person has access. It depends on their background, where they are, and again, what they need. So um, absolutely meeting people um, where they are, finding out their needs, um, and knowledge is power. So, um, not just knowledge of things and processes, but knowledge of self. Uh, getting people to understand that, you know, that there are things that are available to them that they absolutely deserve. It's, you know, I guess um, just knowing that you're you're worthy of having a good life. You're worthy of having all the resources available to you that you need to provide for your family, that you need to be a healthy, happy, and productive person in society. Do you have any recommendations or advice for young adults navigating health services for the first time? Um, young adults um accessing health services um i would say do some research find out what it is that is available to you um find someone or some organization that you can partner with that can help you through some of those processes um i really feel like it should be um part of life skills training <laughs> um, that you get in, in high school um, where it teaches you how to to maneuver through all those aspects of, of life to, to get you started. So um, absolutely make sure that um, you, you research, you um, apply, um, look at things that will help you in the future, not just right now. Um, and just um, push forward to get everything it is that you deserve. Is there any additional information that you would like to share with our listeners? I guess um, just be open and mindful of those people you encounter. Um, what you've gone through may be a great help to someone else, so be willing to share. Um, and when you see people in uh, certain economic situations or you know, certain situations, 
don't judge. Maybe, you know, get to know them and understand why they are where they are. And just, I mean, I just believe in one person helping another. Well, thank you for this candid and educational discussion. If you are interested in learning more about HCC's Nurse Family Partnership or other programs, you can visit the website at www.halifaxcc.edu. For any questions about Nurse Family Partnership, you can also call Valerie directly at 252-536-7231 or you can email us at nfp at halifaxcc.edu. Thank you for listening to HCC Nursing Talks Health Equity.